One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And we did it. And that's the only time we've ever done it. And no one's <laughs> fucked it up. I can't <laughs> believe real? it. Yeah, yeah for, for real. real. That Usually... is the only time. <laughs> everyone and welcome to this freedom of good home recently named the internet's only remaining funny podcast uh, i'm michael hang and joining me as always is a man who is i think joining us from not his own house but a house he's broken into it's ben jenkins <laughs> you're really putting that i feel like i need to explain myself but before i explain myself should we bring in our guest because because i want to explain it to him as well because sure we've only just met and uh, the uh, the only data point he has about me is what i look like and that i break into houses so <laughs> Uh, well, our guest this week is an improviser. You might know him from uh, the UCB Theatre in Los Angeles, where he's been a mainstay of the teaching staff there and also performing there. Uh, he worked for a while as a director at the Jimmy Kimmel uh, comedy program as well. It is Jacob Reed. G'day, Jacob. How's it Hello. going? Oh, good day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now that we've started having more uh, Americans on it. the podcast, the uh, the good day the the good day um, greeting has become a lot more, uh, I guess, called out in a way it wasn't before. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we, we we have to do at least five minutes at the top of every episode explaining that that's not a bit. Uh, <laughs> no, that's oh, just... <laughs> I, I felt it was it was genuine. I um, I have an almost two year old, and there's a fantastic cartoon made in Australia called Bluey. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes. everybody yes. loves Bluey. <laughs> yeah, is there are there shit people who work on it? Is it is it? Is no, like no, a... it's really uh, the guy who voices the dad. Uh, was like the, he's a comedian or something. Well, no, right? he was. He he's one of those he's frustrating kind of, people who's a really great performer and funny guy. But he's mm. a musician. He was the lead singer, I think, or the guitarist in a band in the late nineties, early two thousands called Custard. Yes, um, uh, yeah. His name's Dave McCormack, and he's sort of a uh, an Australian rock folk legend. Can I? Yeah. Um, can I swear? Yes. Yeah. What, what an asshole. I know, right? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Just stay I, in your lane. Just be good at one thing. No, I don't want to sound like I'm being dramatic here, but if I see him in the street, because I think, he, oh, he lives in Brisbane, but if I if, if I see him in the street, I'm going to hit him with a car. I mean, that's like... <laughs> well, Ben, you also have an, uh, a young child. Does Mo like uh, Bluey as well? Mo, M Moses is um, going through a phase right now where he has very, um, he, he loves certain things. Like he loves like stories and Bluey and, and Thomas, mm. the tank engine, but uh, he only likes them in book or in audio form. And if mm. he sees them sort of come to life. Um, terrified. He is terrified. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. Because um, then you yeah, don't have I, to limit television hours. No, he just listens to these. Uh, I, I don't want to hang shit on another podcast, especially in a similar <laughs> sphere as ours. But the um, Thomas and Friends Storytime podcast um, is, which, by is, the way, I thought I was—I thought that's what I had been asked to do. Yeah, today, so Sorry. I'm little, yeah. it is very—it is very similar to this podcast. <laughs> um, he will listen to uh, up to probably ten episodes of that a day. There's they're, they're ten oh they're ten minutes each, um, and he has very strong opinions about which episodes he likes and which he doesn't. And it's mm. it's decided entirely by random. Um, <laughs> and I tried to because there is a special on at the moment on our um, on one of Australia's streaming services with Thomas the Tank Engine, where there's like a 40-minute special where Thomas visits uh, the Queen, and that takes, um, like I say, 40, 40 or 45 minutes, and I would uh -huh. love nothing more than to just put him in front of that. Um, <laughs> but the moment that it comes on uh, and the trains start talking and moving around, he has, I guess, what's quite a rational fear of that. And um, his little eyes go wide and his little mouth drops open, and he says, Daddy, I'm a little bit worried. I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> and so I have to turn it off. How, um, how old is he? He's two and a half. Oh, um, great. So, yeah. But, but uh, yeah, Bluey has become like one of Australia's most reliable cultural exports. Um, it's crazy. It's just delightful. Like there's no, there's never so many children's cartoons uh, hit you so hard with moral. And I feel like, yeah. which is good. Ish. I mean, it's 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 good to learn morals, but uh, yeah. I feel like Bluey is just like 
this meandery show that works the way children actually play and experience the world. Right. And then there are kind of lessons, but it's just, it just feels real and fun. I will say it's never addressed why the dogs can talk. Uh, and, and do they live in a world of other animals? Or they live they... in an all dog world. Yes. An all dog world. Okay. But so it's an alien planet or but something. But it's a bit like Baba. I don't know. Jacob, did you get Baba in, in America? We, yeah. The, the, the elephant? Do. And we have a couple of Babar books, but uh, the cartoon is not as big here. Sure, sure. sure. It was, it was, uh, it was fairly, it was fairly big here. Um, uh, but one, one of the things about Babar that I don't know if Bluey does is the is sort of um, sentience among the animals is more or less randomly assigned. Like, like sure. some animals in Babar are just dumb animals that can't talk and wear suits and play croquet. Uh-huh. Like, I don't, I don't know if Bluey, if there's, like, just house cats in Bluey or if there's, like... <laughs> to my sure. knowledge, it's as if uh, humans don't exist, yeah. but, mm-hmm. but dogs are humans instead, and then sure. every other animal is uh, uh, not sentient. Okay. But I'm okay. only, like, 40 episodes in, so... Well, they, yeah, you haven't really <laughs> dug down into the lore, so... Yeah. <laughs> um, well, You've got I to wanna... watch the anime prequels, by the way. They're incredible. This is by far I... the longest, I'm sure, Bluey talk. You're like, please get us back on track. <laughs> no. Well, I have a, I have a, an animated animals uh, related question I want to bring up with you guys. But before then, Ben, I was asking you about the fact that you've broken into your neighbor's house Look, I haven't bro- Here's to record the thing. this podcast. Here's the thing, Jacob. Here in Sydney, Australia, we're in lockdown. And we've been in lockdown for maybe f- three or four weeks. Uh, and... Uh, I, you you would have you would have had lockdown with the child uh, in you're you're in LA or I'm in Los Angeles and things got really bad here but we never the only time we had a lockdown is for like the first like week when th- when it was right. just, everyone was just freaking out and involuntarily locking down otherwise okay no one can agree on anything in this country sure. <laughs> America's crazy <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well we we can't really uh, we can't like most of the shops are closed now uh, you can do an hour of exercise outside. Um, so uh, it's hard because my my wife is a lawyer and and she uh, works in a in a real job. I work in TV, so um, uh, it's not real and it's not um, <laughs> it's not important in any way. But it's really hard. Both of us working from home with this toddler. We have a, 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 my my mother in law comes and looks after him during the day, but it's still really hard. We've got this small little house, and our neighbours are currently stuck in New Zealand um, because they can't get back. Um, oh. And they were like, can you feed our cat? Uh, and I said, yes. And then I said to them, hey, look, I explained the situation. And I said, do you think there's any chance that I could just work in your house during the day? I'll look after the cat as well. And they said, oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's my question to you guys. <laughs> Does recording a bullshit podcast where we talk about Bluey for at least five minutes, is that in the spirit of the agreement that we had? Absolutely. Do you Absolutely. think I, I I I would put it in the spirit of the agreement of just watching the cats? <laughs> well, I am looking at the cat right now, so if I mean, something like, were to happen to the cats right now, would you notice? I well, yeah, yeah. it depends. You know what, Jacob? More it depends so how deep in the were goof we home. were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, but it seems more than if you were at your house. That's yes. true. Yes. Yes. I just think if somebody, if I ask somebody to house sit or even you know cat sit. Mm. I would want an ironclad um, assurance that they would not be recording any podcasts in the house house. where my child sleeps. Do you know what I mean? I I wouldn't want people to like film something, but if it's audio, (laughs) what's the difference? That's true. Well, look, Mm. I don't know if they listen to this podcast. I'd be very surprised if they do. If if they did, I mean, surely they would know that this was an eventuality. You know, if they listened to it and I didn't bring it up, do you reckon they'd be like, "That sounds like our fucking kitchen"? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, well, where I am right now. Moses is uh, next door, not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's tucked himself out. Uh, he's hyped himself up rather um, all day. Uh, he goes into like a kind of what I want to call kind of like an aggressive Martin Prince vibe. Um, where he'll uh, will be like walking along, uh, doing our daily one hour of exercise, and he'll like the, the meltdown today was that he wanted to um, pick and sniff a bunch of daisies, and we Is did that. that not for, okay. Well, no, it's fine, but we had to go inside for lunch after like forty five minutes of and smelling daisies, if, and he had a full blown meltdown because he wanted <laughs> to be out in nature. Mm. Um, 
So yeah, now maybe he's like just trying to respond to this modern age. You know, it's very important that we all go out and touch some grass, Ben. Very, very important. <laughs> but now for the next, you know, however long uh, the three of us chat, uh, he is not my issue. Right. Oh, well, um, something that will be your issue is uh, we were talking about uh, animated animals before, and I uh, just wanted to bring this to your attention because it is—it's not really podcast specific, but I guess it's—it's—it's it's, it's sort of our areas of interest uh, c- comedically adjacent. Mm-hmm. Um, did you see that Woolworths, which is a supermarket brand here, Jacob, uh, has released uh, some Olympic mascots to help our Olympians <laughs> when they go over to Tokyo? I did see that. I okay, did so I've just see put a, I've just put this in the chat if you want to have a look at that. That is an image of the mascots they have released. Oh, this is porn. Yeah. <laughs> it's sort of furry. It's sort of, it's sort of, um, it's sort of furry porn is kind of what it is. It's these like, it's kind of a horny style of drawing. Uh, yeah. It's, 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 it's no the biggest doubt. supermarket in Australia and they've released this. <laughs> yeah. This, this a hundred percent is written. It was drawn by someone who also has drawn uh, uh, internet porn. Yeah. And to their enormous credit, they did not they did not draw this uh, as porn. No. Um, but you no. can still, you're right, you can still see there's a kind of horny latency there. Well, that- here's the thing. Apparently, Woolworths found the person on, like, DeviantArt. Like, yep. the, <laughs> like they found the person. How, on- do you, how do you bring that up in the meeting? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I might know somebody. Um- <laughs> Which is, like, obviously, obviously on this podcast, obviously our motto is, you know, do whatever you want. It's totally fine. I just think it's well. Very, hang very on, fun. I just I, let's not, <laughs> not extend that to want. murder. Sorry, yeah. I mean, not a, yeah, not everything, <laughs> but like obviously, you know, if you're for a fairy, go, you know, God bless you, good on you. But w- what I think is very funny is the meeting where um, it is revealed that these mascots that are sending out that are giving our Olympians good luck for the future have, um, <laughs> you know, a, 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 a clearly sexual in some nature, and then someone's got to do some explaining to the board of Woolworths. <laughs> what I like about this is. I, I'm sure, Jacob, you're familiar with, like, you know, that endless process of, like, you know, I, I imagine you've been on both sides of this where, like, somebody delivers something and then you have to give notes or you have to receive notes and you have a back and forth on it and it's like, yeah. well, we're really pushing the deadline here, but, like, you know, blah, blah, blah. I reckon there would have had to have been, they would have gotten the final proofs and the person who got them would have gone, okay, yep, great, and they would have known in their hearts of hearts that that was too horny and they would have shown it to somebody and they would have gone... Yep, okay. <laughs> and they would have known until it went all the way up the chain until somebody said, can we make this less horny? And the person would have had to say, there's simply no time. <laughs> there's simply... A hundred percent. I used to... I've spent a, a bulk of my career as a creative director in like ad agencies and stuff. And I can guarantee you 100% that not only is that what happened, but that they found uh, uh, the person to draw this the same way. Where like someone had put it off and someone thought someone else was going to do it. And then they had to present some stuff. So they looked up like anthropomorphized animals or something. And that led them to deviant art. And they're like, this person will do it for cheap. And then that was that. When, when was this announced? This, this, was is, a, this, this, this is announced like, like this week, I think. Actually, oh, yeah. yeah, you're right. It's I pretty close you, to the wire. I guarantee you that it will... Uh, it will come out that this person's portfolio <laughs> also has some very sexual stuff in it. Almost guaranteed. Um, uh, well, Jacob, this is a podcast where we go through the week's classifieds and find the best and worst things to talk about. And I was wondering, are you someone who buys and sells things online at all? Almost exclusively. Like I, <laughs> yeah, I, really? Yes. Uh, we, it, we almost are like running a, an, an object laundering company at my house where we really buy one thing and then sell it uh we just we, we uh, right behind me there used to be a jogging stroller that we didn't use for uh-huh. six months because we were like oh we'll go jogging and then uh, our kid was like i want to get out and run around we're like oh okay mm-hmm. we won't jog um mm. and we bought it used for 250 dollars on craigslist or one of those mm-hmm. and this morning we sold it for 250 dollars uh, and it was like, it, did, we are part of the stuff economy, 100%. You were saying to me before that you uh, almost got scammed by someone, though, as well. I did. The only, I'm, I'm the most, one of the most skeptical people. Like, we're trying to get a loan for a remodel in our house. And, like, the actual people who are trying to give us the loan have called multiple times. And I don't believe that it's them. <laughs> because I, I asked them, like, okay, where's a callback number I can reach you at? 
what's your name? I'm going to look you up on LinkedIn. Like I'm so skeptical of everything <laughs> that my wife is just like, Hey, you need to calm down Columbo. Like you're not, you know, it's not, a, it's not a problem for you. And I got scammed. The only time I've ever gotten scammed uh, that I know of, because most scams, you don't know you're, you're getting scammed. Sure. Um, sure. But the only time that I know of that I've been scammed is I was trying to buy tickets to something really last minute on Craigslist. And I want to say it was Wicked the Musical, which is something I'm not even that big of a fan of. (laughs) But this was like we were um, – I think that my wife had gotten pregnant at that point. And so we were just in this blitz of like – we have to have life experiences. Oh yeah, sure. Let's go and do <laughs> right? this now before our life becomes being yes. parents and nothing yes. else. Exactly. And so, my biggest regret before we had Moses was not seeing the musical Wicked. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and, and I was going to write that wrong for you. And so I found someone who uh, apparently they had four tickets, and they were like, it was that night's performance. They were orchestra seats. It, it was like definitely my spidey sense of like, this is too good to be true was going off. And I was uh-huh, like, I'm not going to uh-huh. get scammed. I'm going to, I'm going to prove that this is either right or, or that it's a scam. So I was like, well, why don't I buy one ticket, $75 each. I'll buy one. And then if that works, I'll buy the other three. And I asked the guy, he wanted to do Zell, which I had never done what before. What the fuck is Zell? What, what is this Zell? American nonsense? Thing. Yeah. I, I think it might only be American, but it's basically, do you guys have like pet, PayPal and Venmo? No, sure, we have net sure. banking, and we've had net banking since the early 2000s. Every time I watch any piece of American pop culture, and they're like, hey, man, just blopple me it. Like, it sends me mad. But you anyway, have to understand sorry. that when your uh, economy is built on, a, uh, on like, technocrats, and sure, there has to sure. be a new thing all the time. But uh, so there was a thing that, like, a, a, whatever, PayPal and Venmo are these things yeah. that private companies that weren't really in banking or I don't know, probably they had funding, whatever. Zelle is the answer to that from the big banks that like okay. works across all the big banks in the U S and you can transfer okay. money, whatever. So you transfer money. You, there's no like undo. So I was like, all right, I'm going to send this guy 75 bucks on Zelle. Seems like a scam. What can I do to make it not a scam? I'm going to insist that we send each other um, uh, images of ourselves holding up our id cards so that we can prove that we are us but then i was like haha in case he's not in case this is a scam i'm going to take that picture but then black out my any personal information right sure you can't get any of my personal information uh already so dumb so then i i send it to him and he sends me one back and i was like great i'll trans here's the 75 dollars uh you know, send me the tickets. And of course he never sends me the tickets. And I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, where are the tickets? And he's like, I'm just trying to get my girlfriend's account and blah, 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 blah. Can you try sending it again? And I was like, no way, dude. And I realized, <laughs> of course I've been scammed and I felt really <laughs> stupid, but also like, <laughs> like I should have known. Um, uh-huh. So did you have this guy, you bet you had this guy's photo on his ID. Did you? I did. So of course that wasn't him. Uh, <laughs> And the reason that it, it gets even worse is every, I don't know, this was like two years ago, every three or four months, I get an email from someone on either like LinkedIn or on some social site where they find me and they're like, ha ha, I got you, Jacob Reed, you motherfucker, you tried to scam me, but I found you. And so then I talk to them. And I determine, and they're like, this is you, asshole. And they sent me the picture that I sent him where I'm holding. So now this person who scammed me is using the thing I gave him, which I should have never given him, to prove that it wasn't a scam. I gave him tools to scam more people. So do you think also, do you think also like like the plot of Saw 1, the image that you saw was somebody who had been scammed? 100%. Oh my God. 100%. So you're you're now the face of a wicked ticket scam. (laughs) It's been a a different thing every time. Someone will be like, I wanted to see the 49ers, you asshole. Like I wanted to go see Garth Brooks, motherfucker. Like every, I'm ruining different. Uh, uh, diverse types I don't know if diverse types of dreams is the 49ers and Garth Brooks it seems like the same person Uh, but but yes I I not only got scammed but I I am my physical face and name is now out on the internet scamming other people and so I have like 
a form thing I send to them that's like, hey, here's the FBI, blah, 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 blah. You sure. should file a complaint, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> oh. That is both incredible and entirely your fault. It's <laughs> yeah, both of those entirely things. entirely my fault. <laughs> I... This, yeah, now, this guy seems like he's not on the level. Tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to send him my photo ID. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into some classifieds. Uh, I've just put one in the chat there if you want to click on it. This has been sent in by Aditya. Thank you, Aditya. And it's a uh, it's actually a question that was uh, on a sort of a professional Reddit. And um, Ben, I thought you might Ben and Jacob, I thought you might be able to help this person with this. Basically, uh, Aditya's found a post of someone who needs help, and the post is, "How can I inform my boss that I may have been hired by mistake?" Okay. <laughs> Here we go. I was hired at my current workplace just over a month ago. During the interview process, I found out that someone I knew from university was also interviewing for the position. Let's call him Jim. Jim and I have been very close. Sorry, I have never been close, but I'm merely aware of each other based solely on technical knowledge and relevant expertise. So sort of, I guess, like your um, your university um, competitor, I guess. Sure. Um, basically, Jim should have got the job, but didn't get the job is what this person says. Now... This is what they write. On multiple occasions, my manager has made statements along the lines of, you'd be good at this project due to your expertise in X or Y. But I only have limited knowledge for that technology you mentioned. I know that Jim has experience with both of them. Each time I've simply brushed it off. More recently, I overheard my manager mention Jim's previous employer uh, as though I had worked there. He made this mistake twice, referencing the same company. So like, oh, you'd know this, you work for Google or whatever. And they never had, for example. Um, Given the above and some other hints, I believe my manager mixed our resumes up and they have hired me by mistake. The interviews were over the phone, so he would have noticed my face. Uh, He would would not have noticed by my face I'm the wrong candidate. I want manager to uh, know my actual background and areas of expertise and feel guilty that I stole a position using someone else's credentials. However, I'd also like to retain my job and my position um, if possible. How can I tell my manager I was hired by mistake? Um, A wild situation to find yourself in. So first of all, I think they're definitely right about this, right? Like yes, yeah. they, they they have one hundred percent had that mix up. <laughs> yes. I think you need to double down. I think I think you just need to steal Jim's identity. So the first thing <laughs> you're gonna want to do is wait till he wants to see the musical wicked. <laughs> <laughs> And then ask him for a copy of his photo ID yeah, sent to yeah. you. <laughs> oh, him uh, holding I was it. Say, I, was, I was waiting for them to get to the part where they're like, we have a big deadline come up, coming up to create mascots for the Olympics, and I don't know where to look. <laughs> Jim would be perfect for this. Yeah. It's kind of hard. Like we, I think we've all had jobs before that we've felt woefully underqualified for i think that's just part of like working in a creative industry or like even having any job i think like the first time you get any job just like what the fuck am i doing here you know these people are uh these are adults with real things going on and you know i don't know what the fuck i'm doing no i'm very I've, confident you really bet really yeah, yeah. You've never, awesome <laughs> i've never really <laughs> felt, never felt like an imposter in one of your jobs <laughs> no i've never really had that i felt like being surrounded by imposters but never <laughs> no i get it i get it uh yeah, I mean, like, this person's been in the job for a year, right? Uh, I think it's been... No, I think it's just over a month. Oh, well, yeah, no, yeah. they're fucked. Um, yeah. <laughs> I once... Uh, I, th- I know the first time I had, like, a television job, it was working at a, um, a video game uh, television show. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it was, like, it was like my first, like, I guess, regular TV gig. And I remember at the time I was, like, a competitive video game player and I felt very confident going in that I would be like, I'm going to crush this job. I'm going to be so good at this. Mm-hmm. And then about four weeks into the into the gig, I realized that I knew nothing about making television. And the only television I knew anything about making was comedy. And what they, these people were trying to make was like a serious show about video games. And I felt so woefully um, inadequate to this job. And a couple of times... Went up to my boss and was like, I don't know why you've hired me. I'm very bad at this. And then about 10 weeks into that gig, I was fired. Ah. <laughs> so I think it's very important. <laughs> what I love about that story, Michael, is that it really had the trajectory of like, everybody feels like they're an imposter. But in this case, you absolutely were. And you yes. shouldn't have had that job. And then you didn't have that job anymore. Yeah, exactly. I mean, things have worked out okay, but... Uh, <laughs> 
I think that the really torturous thing would be that they can't, they can't, I, I don't know what labor laws are like mm. wherever they are, but like, I imagine it would be very difficult to be like, oh, well, then you don't have the job anymore, goodbye. What I would find really hard about that situation is you say that and then you have to wait like two months for them to find another reason to let you go. That awkwardness to me is more stressful than the idea of not having employment and healthcare mm. and things I, like that. You know what I mean? I think, I think, I think they have to. I think they have to say something. <laughs> I, I also, I had the opposite of this happen to me where I, I was called and told that I did not get a job. Uh, and then I was called back and said that I was supposed to get it. And then I didn't know if I actually, because there was another Jacob that interviewed, I found out. Oh. Um, and this, the guy who is the hiring manager at this job is such a dipshit that he's, he's like gotten fired after a year ever, but, but he, but like failed upwards. His LinkedIn is like just a string of like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Sure. Um, but so, so what I, my, my honest best advice, depending on, uh, how much of the job they think that they can do, if they think that they could, if they think that they can do like mm. 50% or more of this job, then I would just talk to the manager and just say, Hey, you made a couple references to uh, this and this. I just want to make sure that you know I didn't work at those places. Uh, I don't think that mm. I would. I don't think I would accuse the manager of hiring you by accident because that means you think they're an idiot and yes. they oh, not sure. react positively to that. But I think just it's so rare like to have um, earnest advice on this podcast. It's is so that rare. Not, <laughs> I mean, we are. It's no, this is, this is this is. Uh, I would also start, I mean, I would look for other, I would start looking for other job opportunities as soon as you do that, because <laughs> that's very necessary. <laughs> but I mean, in, in America, I think you could get, you could get in trouble for firing someone just because you accidentally hired them. Really? In I mean, that makes sense. Like, you know, I think this is all very good advice, Jacob, if we're, uh, if, if we're thinking this person works in an office or in, or in an industry uh, like a bullshit sure. nonsense industry. If they're a surgeon <laughs> or something yeah. like that, the, I think they probably need to, the, to be honest if, about if what's one of happening. The, the technologies here. they are, they the, the people mistakenly believe that they um, operate is like um, I don't know the NASA program or something. You know, it could be a lot, lot worse. I, I just don't think that you can be honest about it. If if the, I think you should be honest about it, but I I don't think that you can tell your manager that. You think they they meant to hire someone else, but yeah. they are so colossally stupid that they accidentally. Also, like unless this person is is also named Jim or something, like how do <laughs> yeah, you it's... how do you right? navigate that? Yeah, um, uh, Ben, do you have one you want to share with us? Yeah, 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 uh, guys. Uh, this really uh, scratches a lot of freedom good home itches. I feel. Mm -hmm. um, uh, this is from Eugene in hmm, CL. That's Craigslist. <laughs> in the city of Craigslist, um, in Eugene, um, this is uh, the 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 title is Vulture Culture Deal, uh -huh. and the copy reads like this: I have. 30 frozen rats in my freezer. That would be great if somebody's into making bone jewelry. <laughs> these, these were pets that passed away but cannot be used as food for anything due to having been on some medication. Oh. Take them all and use them for something? Or do you have a spot I could bury them? <laughs> I'd appreciate that too. Thank you. Wow. Uh, and that's the whole ad. Wow. Uh, okay. Okay. So much to unpack here. First of all, I want to know how many rats are you allowed to have as pets? I would have thought the limit is one or two. 30 seems <laughs> like a problem, I think. 30, 30 heavily medicated rats. <laughs> um, 30 sick rats. <laughs> well, there's also the question of when and how did they die? Did they die from an illness that they were on the medication for? And did they sure. die in mass? Or was it like this person had one rat, it died. Mm, that's my, like, yeah. Put it in the freezer, get a new one. <laughs> then the second rat died. They're like, let's add it to the freezer. And then before they knew it, there's not room for waffles. And they're like, these rats have No, to exactly. And are they going back to an increasingly suspicious pet store, <laughs> store owner? It's like, you're buying four at a time now? Interesting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
look, I'm selling you rats, but I'm also selling you all this rat medication. And I'm wondering. <laughs> Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. I also, I mean, I made this is obviously very naive of me, but how sick can a rat get? I would think is- what do you mean? I would think that. What do you mean? Do you, do you think rats are just binary? They're either they're either completely healthy or they're dead. Like... I, I kind of I, I'm like I guess I'm thinking like from a human perspective, all mm-hmm. the things that make us very ill are mm-hmm. things that rats sort of are fine with. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, That's such an exaggeration. Not all the things, but I'm saying what I'm saying is for you to have like. 30 rats that have all been medicated and have all been dead, mm-hmm. that suggests to me that, that something's going, that something really bad is going on. Because Do you know, like, Michael, um, rats and humans share a lot of um, uh, weaknesses. It's, 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 if they didn't, using them to test medicine on uh, wouldn't be a very good idea. <laughs> so are you saying these rats have the novel coronavirus? Is that what you're saying, <laughs> Yeah, do you reckon this guy's trying to cure the novel coronavirus? <laughs> the medication was rat vaccine. Um, yeah. Huh. I don't know. Also, I guess the other thing is the the bone jewelry. That really That's sticks out at me. The stri- uh. I, I'm trying to think of a situation where even <laughs> even that phrase would, would go unnoticed. Like, yeah. like just if, any, if, if you said, oh, I saw some lovely bone jewelry or I know someone who makes bone jewelry. Like, there's no way... No, do you know what it is? It's like, uh, hey, Jacob, did you hear they caught that guy? Yeah, they caught the guy. His house was full of bone jewelry. <laughs> that makes sense to me. That's, the, that's yeah. the situation where it makes sense. We can once again walk the streets of Eugene. <laughs> or if there was uh, some kind of indigenous group that didn't sure. want to be wasteful sure. and they were like, uh-huh. we respect this animal so much that... I but, don't know that any but, culture in the world respects the rat. You know, no, I think uh, well, rats are universally reviled, aren't they? Isn't it? It's well, one of the... I don't know, but I will say, I, I will say that if 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 it is a cultural thing, I don't think the traditional way is buying thirty frozen rats off some <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> like, I think I think if it is a cultural practice, they have their own rat guy, which is probably the rat. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Um, actually, Jacob, you uh, you did remind me just then. It is one of the it is one of the Chinese zodiacs. Yes, um, that's, that's so I, I did momentarily forget that. <laughs> oh look, I can't be across every single. <laughs> but I, I've just quickly looked up a uh, year of the rat and people who were born under the rat sign, because uh, right. I, I would, I mean, of all the the Chinese zodiac ones, rat's got to be one of the worst, surely. Um, yeah. I would, I would think. I don't, I'm not an expert on it, but uh, here is just some personality traits. Uh, I I, oh, okay. But here's my thing. I don't know that they're very. I don't see the link between these personality traits and the animal of the rat. Okay. Okay. So, um, rats, uh, people born in the year of the rat, are optimistic and energetic. I think I, 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 can, I think rats have a can-do attitude. Okay. Well, whether they're whether they're energetic. scurrying, <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Whether this and energetic. Yeah, optimistic. Sure. And energetic, and they are liked by all. Okay. Well, that <laughs> that's a, that's a stretch. Uh, they're sensitive to other people's emotions, but are stubborn with uh, your own opinion. Their personality is kind, but they have weak communication skills. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's 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 at least true. And they, I mean, and, the second half. And they may seem impolite and rude, which I think is at odds with being likable by all. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's almost as if zodiacs are bullshit. kind of made up <laughs> and completely. <laughs> Do you think the rat is the most despised animal? I'd say close to maybe the uh, mosquito. Yeah, dung beetle. I guess people hate the dung beetle. Actually, no one hates no, the dung beetle. Like I just find it like funny. Dung beetles. They're just, it's true. It's Sisyphus <laughs> kind of rolling around. Yeah, exactly. They're the most Sisyphean beetle you'll find. <laughs> I mean, what's not to like about the, the humble dung beetle? Um, all right. I've got a question for you. Jacob, do you have a uh-huh. use for 30? What would you, if someone turned up your house with 30 frozen rats and said, mm-hmm. deal with this, 
What would you do? <laughs> uh, you scammed me out of Stevie Nicks tickets. <laughs> now here's 30 frozen rats. Jeez. I mean, I... My first thought would be to burn them, but I, but I, then I would think like, could that release some kind of pathogen? Oh, some sure. rat disease. Well, at the very least, it's going to release rat particles. I mean, <laughs> wispy, yeah, embers of rat skin, and uh, I, I don't. I mean, my, my question is like, if someone did that, do I need to? Uh, uh, like get in touch <laughs> with law points. enforcement or something like, like do you think do you think this person either just lives kind of on a different wavelength than the rest of us or this is a, a, a trap to catch whatever they're really trying to catch <laughs> <laughs> which is a gigantic like, cat, I guess, are, I guess. Yeah, are, they, are they like is this a predator are they lying is this someone who's just like a kooky ant who right wants to I keep guess, their pets oh yeah. The idea that this was a baby boomer didn't occur to me. I thought it was a very sickly young man. But the idea that the idea that this is this could have been the sort of doddering baby boomer who just accidentally keeps killing rat after rat after rat by giving them Xanax or whatever. Do you think it's uh, possible, Ben, then, to kill thirty rats and it not be a crime? Like I don't think you could have this many <laughs> dead rats and, and, and a cr- I think if this many rats have died in your possession, a crime has taken place. Whether it's animal cruelty or just, um, I guess, raticide. Um, sure. Which I guess sure. isn't a crime because we do, the pest control people who do it. I don't if know. This, if this person was, a, was a, a pest control person, they wouldn't be like, I don't know what to do with these rats. They would <laughs> That's know. True. Yeah. That's true. That's <laughs> true. Any pest control person worth their salt unless, knows how to dispose mean, of rats. Unless this person had been hired based on false qualifications <laughs> into their <laughs> pest control job. What, what is, you want my buddy Jim. <laughs> what is vulture culture? Is that an Australian phrase? Uh, no. What does no, that mean to no. me? Because those words rhyme. I know that. But otherwise. I think yep. a, a, a culture vulture. A culture, I know a culture vulture is someone. Is someone who simply into, loves culture. Yeah. Yes. But a vulture culture is kind of like, I guess, the culture of vultures. Um, which yeah, I guess so that's is like, dead rats in many ways. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think. Look, I think they're trying to polish a turd here. Oh, you know sure, what I mean? Sure. You worked in advertising. You understand. <laughs> like, I think what they're trying to do is put an interesting spin on what is, on no uncertain, in no uncertain terms, a bag of dead frozen rats. And they can't just throw them away. Well, this is the other thing. Well, I wouldn't know. Okay, if if in your scenario, Michael, that somebody mm-hmm. went ding dong, rat man, mm-hmm. and then dropped thirty rats. <laughs> you guys remember when the rat man used to come by? I mean, you don't get them anymore, no. but. You know, the rat man used to come by. He'd go, ding dong, rat man, leave a bag of frozen rats on your door. And then you could put the bag uh, back and then refill it with new rats. Exactly. That was such a wonderful and simple time. Yeah. Uh, I would not know how to dispose of... I I had a mild um, meltdown the other day trying to work out how to dispose of a light bulb. (laughs) I didn't know what bin that went in. 30 frozen rats. uh, I'm stumped. green bin? Green bin, maybe? Uh, We have another clue. I've just looked up. Eugene is a um, is a city in Oregon. Okay. Uh, this that's where this is. That's where. What is that happening. a clue? To? Well, Wait, is this Oregon is from Eugene, Oregon? Yeah, this is from Eugene, yeah. Oregon. And oh. I feel like Oregon's a it's it's a kind of a weirdo state, isn't it? Um, it's it's the number one kind of... state where I would expect to hear someone talk about bone jewelry. So <laughs> that I feel is like less Portland's in Oregon. Now. Portland's Portland's famously weird. Um, there's obviously campaigns to keep it weird. Uh, is, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Is, is Eugene also a kind of a place for, uh, for lack of a better word, uh, weirdos, Jacob? No, I mean, not to my knowledge, but I, right. I only know a couple of cities in Oregon, but the, uh, there's one there's one that's known for its Shakespeare Festival, and that's like a year-round uh-huh. thing. That's Ashland, Oregon. And then pretty much well, the rest of Oregon is like red state, like, right. uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> See, there are two types of weird that I think we're talking about here. Mm. There's like quirky Portlandia weird, and then there's there's season one true detective weird, which is what I think, which is what I think we're dealing with. Yeah, yeah, with this particular thing. Um, Jacob, do you have one to take us home with? Sure. Um, let's see. I do. I don't know what platform this is. This is from. I think this is a Reddit. <laughs> this one was sent in by on Reddit. Okay, so this is from Reddit, and it says. Oh, yes, it is, because it, I was going to say, I don't know what ITA is, but I do. It's A-I-T-A, am I the asshole? So that's, that's okay. a subreddit. Uh, so it says, am I the asshole for telling my BF, probably boyfriend, how uh-huh. I feel mm-hmm. about Marvel's Hulk? My BF okay. and I were watching Thor Ragnarok, and the part where you see Hulk's butt came on. 
BF was like, ew, why would they show that? No one wants to see Hulk's butt. First of all, I would disagree strongly with that. Uh, uh-huh. I'm actually a bit weird, I guess, and I am very attached to the Hulk as I have a thing for extremely muscular and inhumanly big guys. <laughs> LOL. So I said, excuse me, but I am very appreciative of them putting in some Hulk ass. I think the Hulk is insanely attractive. BF got pissed off hearing this and turned off the movie <laughs> and put something else on. I asked him why he was bring why he was being so rude, typo. Uh, and he says, I'm a weirdo for liking the Hulk and for telling him that when he didn't want to hear it. I got mad at him for calling me that and we argued back and forth. Was I being an asshole or was my BF the asshole? Okay, I want to do the three of us answer at the same time. Yes, for the poster is an asshole. Uh-huh. No, for the poster is not an asshole. Okay, okay ready? Yep. One, two, three. No. No. Yeah. Okay. yeah? So, so open and shut. The boyfriend is, uh, first of all, I'm not into like big hulky butts or anything, but like who gives a shit? Hulk, it's his butt, right? It's a, yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a movie franchise where there's multiverses right a a, a big green (laughs) strong ass is not the weirdest thing about it but two the boyfriend is uh uh kink shaming and then not even talking about it just turning it off and 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 saying that yeah i mean this is a hundred percent you should probably not be in a relationship with this person (laughs) the the turning off the movie really gets me i reckon what it is is this guy is uh a very petite guy yes Mm. Um, no doubt. With a non-Hulk-like butt. And this is the first he's hearing that the partner uh, has a predilection right. for Hulk ass. Yeah. And he has dealt with it in the worst possible <laughs> way, which is to turn off the movie. Speaking of um, bad ways to watch movies, mm. guys, um, me and Anya, that's, that's my wife, uh, Jacob, we were watching uh, Children of Men last night because Anya had never seen it. Now, this and is the movie where no one's having kids anymore? Yeah, no one can, like, for 18 years, a baby hasn't been born. And there's also a scene that's, like, sort of, there's a famous scene in it that's, like, sort of one continuous shot and they're throwing ping pong balls in each other's mouths or something? There's a couple of those scenes, but there is only one where they're doing the ping pong balls, yes. It's a very, partly because of those long takes, it's a very tense film. And one thing that I forgot about my wife is that she does not, like, um, any kind of conflict in fiction. <laughs> Wait, what? Um, <laughs> she's very similar to Moses in this way. But also, where I, I guess, I guess because she's a lawyer by trade and a very successful one, I guess she has a lot of conflict in her everyday life. And the last thing she wants is to come home and to relive the gladiatorial spectacle well, that is the argument. I don't think it's that. Like, let me explain what kind of uh, conflict she doesn't like. Mm-hmm. Every half hour of watching this film, uh-huh. um, she would take the remote and pause it <laughs> and say, are they going to be okay? <laughs> <laughs> and then I would say, what do you mean? <laughs> She's very yeah, sweet. Incredibly, yeah. Um, and, and she'd say, don't tell me if they're okay at the end. Tell me if in this particular situation... They're going to be okay. <laughs> so can I just say that that is a wonderful way to watch a film, <laughs> as the director intended. Um, also, if you have a kid, you're, you're probably, you said two, almost two and a half, so you probably haven't yeah. seen a whole lot of movies just beginning to end in a no. very long time anyway. <laughs> We're very out of practice in that, actually. Yeah. Um, so I guess the reason I brought that up is that couples often will have difficulty watching films. Um, but I was going to say, if she had said, I love um, Clive Owen's juicy juicy butt... How would you uh, have felt? In this, ...in this film? Would you have switched it off angrily? I, I mean, I would have, I, I would have been um, confronted. I would, have, I would uh-huh. have agreed. But I would, not have, I'd not, I would not have switched the film off. But that's, that's not even what happened. What happened is, it, the, the equivalent would have been, if you guys were watching the movie, and out of nowhere... You said, why do oh, they yeah. have to show Clive Owen's chiseled face? <laughs> why no one wants That's to see true. that. That's true. Like, she was just <laughs> quietly enjoying the movie. Um, That's right. She didn't, it didn't come on and she wasn't like, oh, may I just for a moment? Oh, <laughs> uh, I've just posted the, the uh, screenshot in question that shows the Hulk's ass in our uh, little chat. And it's not gratuitous it's almost out of focus like in the foreground is thor and you Mm -hmm. see and i would say you know thor um chris hemsworth a 
famously attractive man, you know, he's, he's one of the Hollywood mm-hmm. hunks. And then there's sort of a CGI green blob, and you see it's not it's not a whole ass. It's like seventy percent of the ass, and it's not like Hulk's cheeks are spread wide open or anything. If there was a scene where Hulk, in in potentially a fit of rage, bent over and showed his entire <laughs> asshole to the camera, then I might actually go to the person who I'm watching Why it with. Do we think that was necessary? Do we think it was? <laughs> Hulk to give a full-on brown eye to the camera for what is ostensibly a children's film. Yeah, <laughs> was that I mean, necessary? Taika, you push boundaries, I, I but Taika you've gone too far this time. I yeah, think he could yeah. find <laughs> a way to earn it. Um, I should also say as well, this was sent in by uh, Matt Gosper. Thank you very much, Matt. Um, oh my goodness! Is there, is there a is, is there a better way? If you are someone who is mm-hmm. sensitive about their tiny ass, as as mm-hmm. as we've guessed, this person may be. And then the, I guess the, one of the biggest asses in the world, uh, in, in the multiverse, Hulk's butt comes mm-hmm. on screen. Is there a mm-hmm. better way for you to deal with this than screaming and then uh, turning off the movie? Because I'm sure there if is. If there is, I can't see it. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Is there a worse way? <laughs> sure, this is one of the worst <laughs> ways. This is this is basically the worst thing. You... <laughs> I, I, I think Ben is right that, like, it, it, as we've all kind of assumed that that it hit a nerve with this person for for yeah. some reason. So probably yeah. my my assumption building on that is that they are maybe uh, not super aware of what their own insecurities are or how to deal with them. Yeah, mm, and yeah. so that puts. I mean, the only thing that I feel like. If, if this person was aware that they were being like that, they wouldn't have done any of this. So, I mean, it, you almost need the, the the person who posted it to say like, hey, what, did I hurt your feelings by saying that? Like, what happened? Yeah. Mm. Which is kind of unfair to, ha- you know, put them in that have to position. put back on that person, right? But it's also really hard because if you do try and, like, have that conversation, you do at, at one point have to say earnestly – Hey, remember uh, when we had that argument about the Hulk's ass? Um, <laughs> like it has, it has to feature that phrase. Yeah. That you can, you can dress it up however you want. Like, remember Thursday night when um, we were watching the movie and there was a character. <laughs> well, here's, here's the, so Hum and I um, are thinking about uh, this is my girlfriend and I are thinking about uh, talking about one day the possibility of us thinking about talking about getting married, right? And so before we sort of committed to even the first steps of that, uh, we talked about the possibility of us going to, I guess, what you might describe as like preventative marriage counselling or whatever. Yeah, it's like before before you commit to have your life together, you go and chat to a professional to be like, oh... Is this right for us? I don't know. I've never oh, been yeah, married yeah, before. Sorry. Kind of thing. I thought I thought what you were talking about was a service where you go to somebody and they talk you out of getting, <laughs> talk you out of getting engaged. Right? <laughs> they're like, oh, you are very wrong for each other. That's a, a Catholic thing, I think. Yeah. They're like, there's a, there's a thing where uh, you, you they separate the bride and the groom and they like make sure that they are sure before they get married. I, I yeah. Be, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I apologize to any Catholics for for messing that all up. I, I could <laughs> no have Catholics listen to our show. I can't imagine many Catholics would listen to our show. Um, no, but I, so I, so I'm I've been thinking a lot about marriage counseling lately. We haven't gone yet because obviously locked out and there's no one. You know, to, there's no one who, whatever. But um, I've been thinking a lot of uh, a lot about it and having to, I guess, explain some of the very personal and weird things that you do in a relationship. Um, that are fun to both of you, but if you had to explain to anyone, is just baffling and weird. Um, mm. Obviously, th- this would be an example of that. This, and this obviously has, you know, bad stuff. This is, this is this feels pretty toxic. But, for example, um, I've been um, thinking about... I think I might have told you about this, Ben. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast before. I've been um, uh, sort of in the, in the lab coming up with new wedgies uh, to give hum. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Jacob, I don't, I don't know if you're across uh, wedgies. I mean, that's an American thing as well. It's sort of pulling Where the underwear. Pull uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it was sort of a fun thing we started doing years ago. And I've got... Like I've, you, give, I've, you guys give each other wedgies. Each other wedgies. Is and it I in, have, a, in a sexual way or just like kind of a... Uh, just a no, it's not sexual. Around. Well, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. It's not. First of all, good on you for asking that question. Secondly, I really hope it isn't. Um... <laughs> 
but it certainly like, doesn't hey, start that way. No, it's of just, not. It's just like a couple's goof. My, my wife yeah. uh, and I credit card each other, uh, which is, I don't know if you guys have that. She what? Started doing, uh, a credit card is like when a bully holds you down and runs their, like they're swiping a credit card in between your, uh, your butt crack. And, uh, <laughs> She did it to me once, like bullying me when we first started dating, and then every once in a while we'll kind of do it to each other to fuck with each other. Also, to my knowledge, not sexual at all, but just sure. like sure. a little bit of a goof where, like, exactly, yeah. Sure. And, sure. and, and so, I've also never told anyone that we do that, and I hope she's okay with that. But it sounds bonkers telling sure. you that that's yeah. a normal thing. So, that we do. I, oh, I recently... so me, sorry, just quickly, me and Anya oh, yeah. are normal. <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? So recently, I came up with a new wedgie, right? Which was, which, which, which is kind of a, like, and you're sort of debuting in it. It's like, it's when you come with a new wedgie. It's like it's a, it's an advancement in wedgie technology. Do you understand? Like it's yeah. it's it's a big it's like, deal. It's like a new it's a new iPhone. Exactly, launch. exactly. Sure. So this one, it's 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 kind of complicated. I'll try and explain it as best as I can. Basically, imagine, you know when people waddle around like a penguin? They put their ha- arms down by their sides mm-hmm. and they put their hands mm-hmm. out to the sides. You know, oh, they're waddling around sure. like a penguin. The penguin walk. Yes, yeah, I, I the penguin it. walk. So imagine you're doing that, but instead of your hands being outside of your um, pants and underwear, they are inside your underwear, okay? Mm-hmm. So your hands go down through your underwear and then you put your hands out. Your own underwear. Well, yeah. Well, and then the other person. So are you guys wedging yourselves in front of each other? <laughs> or are this, you is, wedging this is a great in- taste of, of what couples therapy will be like. <laughs> just an incredulous person being like, wait, go back. And, the, and then insisting that they're not judging. They're just trying to understand. <laughs> so I guess in this situation, I asked her to do this. Um, I, I guess because I, I was like, I want to show you, you something. Yeah, she hasn't done this one to me, but there's been other ones. But I, I, I was like, can you, can you just try this? I was like, put your hands down through your, I guess, underwear, and then put your, put your, put your arms down through your underwear and your hands out to the side. And she was like, okay. And then I sort of like grabbed her hands and then lift them up above her shoulders like oh, this, <laughs> like a t-shirt, like a t, yeah, like a almost like a. Is that what you guys uh, call like an old-fashioned like corkscrew? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, like a wine yeah, open. Like the wine open. By lifting her hands bags. up. It, yeah, <laughs> it's sort of like, it really, it self-wedgied her. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And, that is brilliant. And I was really proud of that. And it was a real fun thing. And then Hum sort of was like, can you imagine if we had to explain that to a marriage counsellor at all? Um, and I was like, well, of course, trying to explain it to a person <laughs> outside of this relationship would be insane. Oh, yeah. Things always sound worse when you say them. <laughs> But that, but that just shows that you guys, you, you still have a lot of affection for each other. You still have of course. found ways yeah, to no. keep things interesting and fun. Not to mention to wedgie ingenuity that I, I didn't really see coming. I well, mean, yeah, when you said, said, uh, we, found a, we found a gap in the market. No one really else is innovating in the wedgie space. And, uh, really... Oh, man, I'm so annoyed that I'm touched by that. Yeah, same. <laughs> I, I, I think that most couples therapists have... Uh, heard so many awful things and have been in so many situations yeah. where um, they are maybe the people that have to tell a couple that something is toxic or manipulative. And they have to break or up or something. Yeah. That they yeah. have to break up. That I think they would just, that would be so delightful for them to hear that it would yeah. carry them through their week. Yeah. Completely agree. A gift. Hard cut to me next week on this podcast being like, well, I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> the marriage counselor said it was awful. We've got to break up. <laughs> Jacob, uh, uh, it has been a delight having you uh, on this show. So thank you. Fun. Thank you so much for uh, taking the time to uh, sit here and talk bullshit with us. Mm-hmm. Where can people find more of you? So uh, people can check me out on Instagram at typography nerd and uh, on Twitter at Jacob Reed, J A C O B R E E D. I have a couple mm-hmm. uh, things I'm excited about that I can't share yet. But one thing is. Um, now that film festivals are all virtual and people can kind of tune into them from anywhere in the world, um, I mostly do comedy stuff, but I have a, a documentary short that has been winning some oh, wow. awards that is at a, um, an Oscar qualifying uh, documentary shorts program uh, called Indie Shorts. That, uh, it's just I-N-D-Y shorts.org. It's... Um, Oh, I'm going to sound like a real tool now because I forget where in the U.S. it is because I'm not going there. 
but it's it's uh, it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere. So you can watch it, and it's it's a documentary that I made with some friends that I'm I'm super proud of. That is not particularly funny, but it's not not funny. There's some jokes in it. Mm. Um, and uh, what what's it uh, what's it about? What does it do with? Uh, so it's about a, a good friend of mine who uh, uses a wheelchair, and um, she noticed, and, and is also a, a very funny comedian who's been on Comedy Bang Bang and a bunch of shows and stuff, and so. At the beginning of the lockdown with uh, the pandemic, she noticed that she was meeting people in meetings and hangouts and stuff over Zoom, where for the first time in her entire life, they didn't immediately notice that she had a disability. And so it's kind of about her experience navigating that. And then we set her up on like some blind dates with people who only saw her from the you know shoulders up. And what did they think? And what did, how did she feel? And uh, it really got interesting. That's super interesting. Yeah. Wow. That's great. Yeah. And if um if enough people when you say this is an Oscar qualifying thing, yeah, you so, kind of like you kind of like glossed over that. But to to our brains, that's um that's wild. That's it's, crazy. It potentially could be very cool. Basically, what it means is that if we were to win our category, like if we were to be named best documentary short at this festival. That would qualify us for the Academy. Awards. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Uh, wow. I don't know how big of a long shot that is. I think uh, you know, it, potentially it's a very, very large long shot, but uh, it's a cool possibility. I don't think. Sure. I don't think the number of viewers we get has any bearing on that. It's probably like okay. six people who get to make that decision, or you know, whoever the jury of the festival is. But if any of our listeners know yes. those yeah, six, Martin Scorsese any is still listening fears, to this podcast, yeah. please, Martin Scorsese, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Send don't take him a vote. 30 rats. <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple projects that I would love to plug that are not out yet. So yeah, I sure. would say that's probably the probably the best thing to do is follow those, and then I will probably won't shut up about the projects once they're um. Can you give us a little hint done. as to anything that's, ha- that's coming out soon? Um, uh. Yeah, kind of. The the only thing, uh, not really. I guess no, not really. Okay. <laughs> well, we're, I, we're gonna uh, have you. We'll have you back on I when they come that. out, and you can tell yeah, us all this, about this them. This has been so much fun, guys. Yeah, Jacob's got thirty <laughs> rats. He's debuting later on on his Instagram. Thirty frozen rats. <laughs> No, what what actually happened was Jake's Jake's been working on a new wedgie for a really long time, and he was really proud of it. And it's like an Amadeus when he's like worked on it so much, and he's about to show the emperor his new wedgie, and then Michael Hing, the Mozart of wedgies, comes in with this yep. mind blowing wine opener wedgie. The Salieri of wedgies. And, uh, yeah, that's the uh, that's the second Amadeus reference we've made in a couple of weeks, Ben. Um, well, t- tell you what, it's, a, a, it's, a, it's a wonderful film. <laughs> uh, ben, what do you got coming up soon? Uh, I'm going to be indoors a lot, uh-huh. so you should check that out. Um, if you want to get uh, some uh, little essays and short stories that I, I, I've been writing, uh, you can get them at theidiotreport.com. Mm-hmm. That's, that's my newsletter. You can sign up for that. Uh, I also do a podcast with Michael Hink called Free to a Good Home. Oh, yeah. Um, Heard of it? Yeah. And speaking of that podcast, Free to a Good Home, uh, the internet's only remaining funny podcast. Uh, a while ago, we made a promise that if we got to fifteen hundred dollars on our Patreon, we mm. would start doing a uh, an exclusive podcast about the McDonald Land extended universe. Uh, mm-hmm. And a lot of people are beginning in, in contact with us and saying, uh, "Look, hey, you've made fifteen hundred dollars. Can you start doing this podcast?" And look, we agreed to fifteen hundred dollars US. So. <laughs> And then the 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 pencil pushes at uh, at Patreon mm. started showing things in Australian dollars. So it's quite and confusing. People all of a sudden thought that we'd made our target. Listen, if we make fifteen hundred US a month, we will make this podcast for you. Mm-hmm. Um, we will do a limited run on all the characters in the McDonald Land extended universe. Uh, as a result, I will not see my son. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we haven't piked. This is a currency issue. That's it. (laughs) Um, All right. Well, um, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Please rate and review the podcast, and we will see you all next week. Bye. If you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, if you're not into yoga, if you have half a brain, if you like making love at midnight in the dunes on the cape,
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 